Facebook leads the industry in stopping bad actors online. That's because they've invested $13 billion in teams and technology to enhance safety over the last five years. It's working. In just the past few months, they've taken down 1.7 billion fake accounts to stop bad actors from doing harm. But working to reduce harmful and illicit content on their platforms is never done. Learn more about how they're helping people connect and share safely at about.fb.com safety. Hi, I'm Beth. If you're anything like me, you didn't go into marriage thinking that you would get divorced. But that's where I found myself. Now I'm helping single divorce moms find support, solidarity, and strength from within when they get divorced. I'm so excited that you're here. This is So I Got Divorced. Let's get to it. Hey, hey, it's me, Beth, and I'm excited that you're here. So today, interesting thing that is happening is that the internet is down. I can't access, I can't do my work. I can't access anything on the internet. And apparently there's this huge Comcast Verizon outage that's happening. So today is a really good day for me because that means that right now I have time to record. So I'm trying to make lemonade here. And this is, this is how I'm doing it. Today, I wanted to share four things that were really helpful for me after I got divorced. And I'm hoping that they will also help you too. So one thing that was super important that I did was go to therapy. Now, I was going to therapy before I left my marriage. And that was super helpful for me because I could get a neutral third party's take on my situation and I could hear an unbiased person give me feedback on what I was experiencing. Through so much of my marriage and so much of this relationship, I felt like I was overreacting. I felt like I was going crazy. I felt like I, well, I wasn't being validated in any of those feelings. And so it was just super helpful to get basically a stranger's perspective on what I was experiencing And they really helped me get my head wrapped around what I was feeling and experiencing and putting it in a way that was very validating and acknowledged what I was going through and was able to help me just without saying it, just come to the conclusion that I needed to get out of this relationship. Now, after I left, I saw a different therapist and she was super helpful in helping me to make sense of everything that I had just experienced and not just with the divorce, but throughout the relationship and helped me help sort of explain why I might have gotten into that situation and like why it worked, like what made my ex like interested in that relationship with me and what was I contributing to the relationship that made it last so long. And then as as time progressed, she helped me just grow as a person and helped me become more independent and helped me to see myself not attached to him in a way. And I only worked with her for about a year and a half, but I can say that in that time, the amount of growth that I had And just having her just help me reframe things and just 
help me to change my self-talk and the things that I was saying to myself was invaluable. Now, she ended up taking another job and she left the practice. But I know that so much of my growth and that journey of healing after my divorce was helped along by that therapist. That being said, therapy is great if you have a good therapist. And I'd love to have another session where I talk about how, like, what are some things that you can look for in a therapist. But I do know that there's a lot of power in therapy. I also know that there's a lot of disempowerment with a therapist who is not so great. And I've had experiences with therapists that have not really worked for me. So it can be great when you have a great therapist. It can also be really confusing and sucky when you don't have a great one. I mentioned this a little bit earlier when I was talking about my therapist, my one of my therapists. And so another thing that really helped me after getting divorced was paying attention to what sort of messages I was telling myself. So basically my self-talk and also incorporating affirmations into my daily routine. So when I first got divorced, I remember, like I, I, I will never regret making that decision to get divorced because things were so bad. But what I really was hard on myself about was how could I have ever gotten into that situation? How could I have ever like put up with so much in the relationship? How could I have ever basically just punishing myself for the choices that I had made? And I think at that time, I was I was obviously going through a lot and I felt like my life was so incredibly hard unnecessarily and it was mostly due to this person that I had just tried to get away from and tried to I was getting a divorce from but he was still causing a lot of other issues in my life with like custody and just you know being himself (laughs) which for me with you know being on the receiving end of some of those communications and messages it was just not fun And I was also going through a lot with the court system, with getting divorced, so I'd have to see this person often. We were going through a lot with custody, so again, super contentious meetings, you know, in court, but still very difficult, very stressful. So my life was super stressful, and I think I was in this place where I was really regretting a lot of decisions that I had made. Because if I hadn't made them, they wouldn't have led me to the point where I was at. I remember one session, my therapist saying, like, oh, you're being so hard on yourself. You know, I, I, I remember I was like crying and I was so mad at myself for being in that place that I was just not nice. I wasn't nice to myself. And so that's something I've really worked on a lot. I worked on that even then when I was in therapy. So this was a couple years ago. And really, at the end of my sessions, my therapist would have me just sort of summarize what we had talked about. And she helped me be able to change the language that I was using so that it was very strengths-based and also very positive. 
So changing my self-talk has been really huge. And another thing that has really helped me has been incorporating affirmations into my routine. So at that time, after I got divorced, I remember writing affirmations on sticky notes and just posting them like on my bathroom mirror, on my mirror in my bedroom. I would write them out. And I had a couple that I would use, but mostly they were around worthiness and being lovable. At that time, it almost felt like the affirmations were something that I was telling myself that I didn't really believe in. Something that I learned recently is if you're saying or writing affirmations and they don't really feel true, like if your mind is sort of like, is telling you that's not true and like you're not lovable, you're not worthy, sort of disputing what you're affirming. A trick is to add to your affirmation, what if I'm worthy? What if I'm lovable? Or I'm in the process of feeling worthy or I'm in the process of feeling lovable. And when you add that language to your affirmation, you don't get that feedback from your mind that's like, um, no. You just sort of get this message that, okay, like your your mind accepts it. So self-tack and affirmations were hugely helpful in helping me to come to terms with who I am, who I was then, and who I am now, and also just to help me with reframing where I was at and moving on. So did you know that one of my least favorite things to do is to go grocery shopping? I'll go every once in a while out of necessity, but for the most part, part, I've structured my life so that I don't have to go to the grocery store. I pick up my veggies from my local CSA and I get my meat shipped to me from ButcherBox. So what I love about ButcherBox is that you can customize your box with beef, pork, and or chicken and there are lots of new items that you can add on so if you know you like a particular cut you can see what their member specials are and just add it to your order. It arrives frozen to your door so that all you have to do is just throw it into your freezer and then you never have to go to the grocery store. Or that's at least goals for me. You can get $30 off when you try ButcherBox. Just click the link in the show notes to get started. Okay, so number three. Number three is about focusing on what you can control. So right after I got divorced, I was wildly stressed out. It was a very emotional time, very stressful. And the one thing that helped me get through that time was focusing on what I could actually control. And I remember I had a list written at my desk at work and it had a list of about, I don't know, 10 things maybe. So I could control what I eat. So, you know, for a long time, having like healthy food has been a priority so I can control what I eat. I can control what my kid eats. I can control when I show up at work. I can control how I spend my time to a certain degree. I can control like what I'm watching on TV or I can control what I do whenever I spend time with my kid because at that time he was pretty little. He was two, two or three. So at that time, I could really control, you know, what activities we were doing and who we were seeing. And so having that list of things that I could actually control helped me to be real, really realistic about what my life looked like. And in many ways, there were 
a lot of things that were out of my control, like what was going to happen with my PFA, what was going to happen with custody, what was going to happen with my life, what was going to happen with my job, what was going to happen with my kid, and just being so worried about is this divorce, is the custody arrangement, is our life, how is that going to mess up my son, how am I ever going to figure out my life, because my life seemed very out of control at that time. And that was really difficult to focus on what I could control because my mind was constantly everywhere else trying to figure out what my next move was going to be, what I should do next, if I was going to have to get my attorney involved, you know, is my ex going to show up? So many things. And when I looked at that list, I remember thinking, okay, yeah, this, this is what I can control. And it helped me to get a sense of security and to help me be a little bit less anxious. All right. And the last thing that was super helpful for me after I got my divorce is that I tried to find little things in my life that brought me joy. And so I had to be very intentional about this because like I said, my life after divorce was very stressful, not fun, and I was tired a lot. One thing that I did do for a little while was that I went to the gym with friends. And so I really did enjoy working out and I was going to a CrossFit gym then and it was mostly just one day a week that I could go, but it was a commitment that I made and it was like social hour, but also exercising. So I would get those endorphins going. It was something that I was doing that was just for me. And it did actually bring me a lot of joy. It brought me a lot of joy to do something that I really liked doing previously. So five or six years before that, I had been working out pretty consistently So it brought me a lot of joy to just be doing something active and to be doing it with friends and just to feel like I had a little bit of like an activity that was just something that I could do for me. I would say that even now I have a lot of trouble figuring out what things I do that are just for me that actually bring me joy. Now I really focus on making sure my bird feeders are filled so that I can watch the birds from my porch. And that brings me a lot of joy. And I focus on making sure my son and I are having some quality time because that really brings me joy. And I make sure that I'm doing parts of my ritual that really bring me joy, like making coffee And just taking a minute in the morning when I'm by myself and my son hasn't woken up yet, that actually bring me joy. Those are things that I've really come to really appreciate and value now. At that time, like after I got divorced, I really had to try hard. But in those moments where you do find joy, I think it really brought me back to life in some ways because I was just so focused on things that were happening that weren't bringing me joy. And so to have something that made me feel more alive and something that made me feel happy (laughs) was a nice change of pace. So therapy, positive self-talk and affirmations, focusing what you can control, and finding little things that bring you joy are the four big things that were super helpful for me post-divorce. Now, if you haven't signed up for my Facebook group, 
That's also called So I Got Divorced. Make sure you sign up for that group. And if you're interested in affirmations, I have these floral sticky note affirmations that say I am and then they have a blank line under them and there's like a purple floral version and a yellow floral version that would be super cute if you put them like on your mirrors or just somewhere that you are gonna see it all the time you can write in your own affirmation and if you want to get those I am gonna put a link to those in the show notes so make sure you check those out And I just wanted to leave you with a couple of affirmations and I'm going to say these in a way that I mentioned earlier. So what if you are enough? What if you are worthy? And what if you are lovable? Until next time. Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe to So I Got Divorced so that you don't miss an episode and follow me on Instagram at So I Got Divorced. See you next time. Facebook leads the industry in stopping bad actors online. That's because they've invested $13 billion in teams and technology to enhance safety over the last five years. It's working. In just the past few months, they've taken down 1.7 billion fake accounts to stop bad actors from doing harm. But working to reduce harmful and illicit content on their platforms is never done. Learn more about how they're helping people connect and share safely at about.fb.com slash safety.